There. Okay. Our theme today is um, well, in Fellow Christ, we're working a lot with action, right? With movement, and we're using and coordinating and refining all of those um, all of the muscles of deliberate action, the skeletal muscles that push and pull on bones and so on. But there's muscles in the body that don't do that, and there's whole levels of function that are somewhere sort of on the borderline between intentional and unintentional action. So you don't have to think about it and you breathe. But you could decide to breathe at some point. You could decide not to breathe for only a certain amount of time. And then those automatic processes will take over in an emergency and they'll make you breathe whether you want to or not, right? Uh, so we're going to play tonight, today, this afternoon with the sort of borderline between that shifting borderline between the things you can take control of or you can leave in the background to take care of themselves. And um, and then how they all fit together, because sometimes they kind of contradict one another. You've got ideas about what you need to do in life, for example. I always think of this at work these days. I've got ideas of what I need to do in life, and they seem to be contradictory with the need to eat, you know, and digest. <laughs> right? So it's three o'clock. I haven't had lunch, and you know, the body can sort of say, "Well, okay, if it's an emergency, we don't need to do that now. We can put that off for later," you know. But you can only do that for so long, of course. So there's all this kind of interplay between the things we choose to do deliberately and the things that need to be taken care of, the housekeep underneath, the breathing and the blood circulation and all that. And we're going to play with that today in the two lessons that we do now. So uh, it's going to be a fairly low-key, lie-on-your-back sort of uh, experience this afternoon. hope that's what you're looking for. If not, you'll have time to adjust. <laughs> so go ahead and lie on your backs. And feel how you're resting on the floor. There's some windows open. Should be lovely, fresh, warm air today. If it gets cold, you can always get up and shut a window. You don't have to. Uh, don't have to uh, ask anyone's permission or anything to do that. Just whenever you want. When we lie on our backs and scan, the first thing we usually feel in Feldenkrais is how we're resting on the floor. Where we're touching, where we're not touching. But inside of ourselves, there's all sorts of processes going on as well that you can feel. So notice your heart beating. Can you feel your heart beating? Yes. <laughs> and if you just ran in late to class and lay on the floor, you would definitely feel your heart beating. 
And probably when you shifted your attention to your heart beating, it might or might not have changed. I'm going to try to do some trick of consciousness now because I'm going to ask you to shift your attention to your breath. But when you shift your attention to your breath, can you do that without your breathing changing? Or notice as you do that, does your breathing change? Nope, looking around the room, I'd say pretty well everybody's breathing changed when they shifted their attention to their breathing. It's almost impossible to catch. It's like sort of trying to see the back of your head in a mirror if you don't have a second mirror, right? How can you possibly feel your breathing without changing your breathing? That's a very funny thing in itself because your breathing tells you so much about really actually where you're at right now. Your breathing does not lie. You can say, oh, I'm perfectly comfortable and confident about what I'm about to do. But if your upper chest is like heaving and that's where all your breathing is happening, well, probably actually you're a little nervous and afraid. So your breathing really tells you where you're at right now. And if you can, Pay attention to it without layering on top of that all sorts of ideas that you have about how you're supposed to breathe, what your breathing should be. Then just shifting your attention to your breathing gives you a little window insight into your state at the moment. What's the shape of your breathing? Where do you expand and subside as you breathe in and breathe out? From your belly, your high belly, your low belly, around your sides, around your back, your chest, your rib cage, which has the potential to move forwards and sideways and backwards and up into the base of your neck, under your shoulders, that whole compartment of your torso. And then is there anything, any housekeeping going on in your abdomen, in your belly, your digestive tract, all your internal organs, Any rumblings or gurglings or movements? Maybe places that feel denser or more open in through your internal organs. And you can feel that interplay between your breathing and your internal organs. So your diaphragm sits on top of all the contents of your abdomen And as you breathe, everything gets jostled and shuffled around down there. And come back to your heart beating. And is there anywhere you feel your blood flowing through your veins, through your arteries? Maybe in your neck, in your shoulders, 
your hips. And then swallow. Deliberately swallow. And that's an interesting movement because that's something you can do deliberately and then it sets off a whole series of more reflex and hidden movements down your throat, down your esophagus that would move food down towards your stomach. A whole wave of contractions. And that's the beginning of a whole series of processes that move food along through your digestive tract into your stomach, out of your stomach and then into your small intestine and your large intestine and then everything that's left over to exit your body at the other end. So waves of involuntary, very involuntary muscle contractions move the food along and the waste products along through that route. And if you swallow, if you just start with the beginning of that whole root and swallow, notice how far along you feel the sensation of that and where it passes into unconsciousness. How far down your throat, your neck. And then come back to your breathing. And again, pay attention, it's maybe already changed the shape and the size of what expands and what subsides as you breathe. And keep your awareness on that as you bend your knees and stand your feet on the floor. Probably already you notice if you hold your breath while you do that, if you continue to breathe as you do that. But here you are now, you're in a different situation with your knees bent and your feet standing. Your pelvis lies a little differently on the floor and your chest, your back, the length of your spine lie differently on the floor. And your breathing accommodates itself now to this different position you're in. And maybe now it's more in your belly or more in your chest or more in your front or more in your back than it was. So a few times you can extend your legs again, lie with your legs long and feel the shape of your breathing. And then bend your legs and feel the shape of your breathing with your legs bent. And compare. And all throughout everything you do in the course of the day, every little action you take, every different way that you sit or stand or walk or lift an arm or lift a leg, your breathing accommodates in some way like this. Your breathing shifts, find somewhere else to go. Maybe when you do something, this locks up three of your ribs, so your breathing goes to the ribs above or the ribs below. Or it tightens up your abdominals, so your breath goes into your back or it shifts the angle of your neck so your breath comes up into your upper chest. 
all day long is this background process. So your breath finds somewhere to go while you're acting in the world. So now stay with your knees bent and your feet standing and a comfortable distance apart, find somewhere where you feel like you don't have to work to hold your knees up. Your knees can really stand over your feet, not touching one another, but standing over your feet. It's the effortlessness of balance. As good as you find that for yourself. And then rest one hand on your belly and one hand on your chest. Actually, rest your right hand on your belly and your left hand on your chest. And you can do it in such a way, if you can do it, so your elbows can still rest on the floor and then you're not making any effort anywhere. And spread out your fingers so that the hand on your belly really goes from your low belly, almost at your pubic bone, to almost at your rib cage. It depends on how big your hand span is, how much of that you'll get, of course. And then spread out the fingers of your hand on your chest so that you get your feel more than one rib, more than one part of your chest, several parts of your chest. And just let your hands rest there. And now all of a sudden you have little amplifiers on yourself to increase your awareness of how this space expands and subsides as you breathe in and breathe out. And here you start to get some insight into just how amazing the options are because maybe your abdomen under some of your fingers moves quite a bit but under other of your fingers not so much and the same with your ribs maybe some ribs move and what direction do they move in your ribs at different heights move in different directions forwards or out to the sides And now deliberately a few times breathe so that that hand that's on your belly moves more than the hand on your chest. So you direct your breathing towards the hand on your belly. And where does it increase the most? Does it increase under your thumb or index finger? Or under your pinky? What would you have to do with your breathing to make that movement increase under your pinky, your very, very low abdomen? And then breathe a few times so that you're deliberately moving that hand on your chest more than the hand on your abdomen. 
And depending on uh, your natural endowment and the sex that you came into the world with and everything that's happened to you since then, you have more or less tissue between your hand and your ribs. You might or might not be able to feel all your ribs on your chest. And be conscious of that and don't let that be a limitation. So you don't want those ribs that are under a lot of breast tissue to be invisible to you. You want to be able to be aware of their movement as much of, as of the other ribs. So you can use your hand or use your imagination in any way that helps you feel all the ribs of your rib cage. And then let your breathing continue as it will without deliberately directing it anywhere. But notice as you breathe in, where's the stopping place? Where does it feel you reach the end of your breath in? So that might feel like a particular place in your belly or in your diaphragm or in your ribs that there's somewhere where that's as far as it goes and then it stops. Or if you're not breathing in that far, breathe in just a little bit further until you reach that place where you go. Uh, Something tells me that that's as much breath in as I can take without ramping it up or making an extra effort. So like in everything with Feldenkrais, with your breathing too, just stay within what's easy and then look for that place where it feels like you'd have to use extra effort to get further. And yes, we know if you had to, you could go twice as far, but you're looking for that place where it's the first place you'd have to kick in extra effort and feel where that is or where that feels like it is. Props and stuff. Okay, and then leave that and stretch out and take a rest. And then bend your knees and stand your feet again. And deliberately breathe so that you take some air into your belly, not a full breath, maybe a half breath, and hold your breath and move that air up into your chest and then move it back down into your belly and do that a few times. So you're taking like the place of maximum expansion with the breath and moving it down and then pulling it up and then moving it down and just do that a few times and then stop and breathe whenever you need to. Get your breath again. And here you can feel how you can kind of indirectly, directly affect your heart rate because if you hold your breath for a long time and 
push the air back and forth, your heartbeat will start to go thump, 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 as you run out of air. So don't push it that far. There's no point in getting your heart all excited. And even, this is sort of an advanced version for people who have done this in a lesson before, move that expansion down into your belly and up into your chest, but you can actually keep breathing in and breathing out anytime you want to. You can actually continue breathing while you move that expansion down and out. But if this is the first time ever in a lesson you've done this thing that we call seesaw breathing, then stick with the basic, and I'll say what the basic is again. The basic is that you take in half a lungful of air, basically, hold it and push it down into your belly and pull it up into your chest. And you just do that a couple of times and then let go and breathe. And then the next level, advanced, advanced, is to do the seesaw breathing and keep talking at the same time. Have nobody know that you're doing it. That's the next lesson, not this one. So think of, you're doing this, you're actually, I talked a moment ago about the kind of um, reflex movements of the, in the intestines that move food along and move waste products along this big tube. Well, think that your whole torso now is sort of your big tube and you're moving this area of expansion down towards your pelvis and then bringing it up again towards the base of your neck. So this is like a wave of expansion, one expanded part moving down towards your pelvis and up towards your neck. And even with these small, subtle ideas, we tend to try really hard. And take that effort out of it. Treat it more like an interesting idea and you see what happens as you move it along. And if you find yourself really pushing at certain ribs or efforting somewhere, try doing it with less effort. It can actually be a very subtle idea of a wave of expansion up and down your torso. And that's great. And stretch out, take a rest, leave it, take a rest. And then bend just your left leg. Stand your left leg. Leave your right leg long. So leave your right leg extended and stand your left leg. And feel your breathing come and go. And now I'll give you the idea of the movement first. Don't start doing it yet. 
I'll give you the idea of the movement because when you start doing the movement, I want you to pay attention to what you do with your breath when you start the movement. So the idea is this. The idea is you're going to push with your left foot and roll your pelvis to the right so that your left buttock lifts off the floor and your pelvis rolls to the right. More or less, your knee will stay pointing towards the ceiling. Your left knee won't tilt, but will stay towards the ceiling. And now, but that's a movement. Some of you have done many times before if you've come to Feldenkrais or relatively familiar movement. It's okay if it's the first time you've ever done it, not a problem. But pay attention now. The interesting thing is that progression of your breath, that basic process of life underneath that's keeping you going. How is it affected by your action, by your starting to do something here, intending and carrying out something in the world? Do you hold your breath? Do you shape your breath around it? Does your breath get shaped around it? And what happens? And you can adjust the position of your foot, see if your foot's where you want it to be. Maybe there's a position of your foot where your breath gets less interrupted. You find the right place to find the strength of your skeleton. And you feel how as the sort of left side peels off the floor, stage by stage, your whole torso, that container that's breathing in and breathing out, expanding and subsiding, becomes twisted in a certain way. And the shape that expands and contracts changes with this twist in the container. Okay, and now the next time you push with your foot, use your breath deliberately to help you roll to the right. So breathe in and expand your belly, your chest to the right as you push with your foot and roll to the right. So it's like your breath is taking control of the movement here. Your breath is starting the movement and generating the movement from your core. And your foot helps by pushing. Okay, and then leave that and stretch out and rest. Now this in and of itself, that act of feeling gravity through your skeleton on your left foot may have shifted things in how you're breathing, how your digestion is working, how your blood is flowing. It 
I'm sure many of you have done Feldenkrais quite a bit. You've noticed this where halfway through the lesson, the digestion turns on and it's time to finish off lunch that you had several hours ago or something. And that's your body shifting into that mode saying, oh, I'm not under emergency any longer. I can afford to devote some resources to digestion. Or, you know, we don't say it in polite company. People fart halfway through Feldenkrais classes because their bodies go, okay, I'm not in an emergency situation anymore. I can take care of a few of these things I need to take care of. And we're all lying down here. No one will know who it is. Okay, so bend your left leg again and stand your left foot. And place your right hand so your right hand rests on your abdomen, on the right side of your abdomen, so really on the right side. And deliberately breathe in a few times so that you're directing your breath into your hand, so into the right side of your abdomen, not specifically expanding your entire abdomen, but specifically pushing up towards the right side of your abdomen. You're really low abdomen. Start really low. Start right so that your hand's partly resting on the crest of your hip, the crest of your pelvic bone. You're really feeling your low abdomen. And deliberately direct your breath into that so you're expanding the right side of your very low abdomen more than your left side, your right side. And after you've done that a few times, move your hand up one step up your abdomen into your mid-abdomen and deliberately move your breath there into the right side your mid-abdomen. Exaggerate that part of the in-breath. So your breath in doesn't need to be any bigger than it needs to be. We'll all get dizzy-headed if we do deep breathing for an hour. It doesn't have to be a big breath, but deliberately focused and directed your mid-abdomen. And then come to your higher abdomen. Your hand might be partly touching your lower ribs at the side, in the front. And deliberately have your breath move there. your hands there to monitor and give you feedback. Are you really doing what you're intending to do? It's pretty interesting. Of course, when you get asked to do something nobody's asked you to do before the first few times you do it, it's going to be a pretty distant approximation. So maybe you mean to move your breath into your hand, but what you feel is it's all under your thumb or you're not getting it where your third finger rests and you can play with it. Next time you breathe in, direct your breath a little differently. And see what kind of curious, funny kind of control you can exercise here. How about under the sort of heel of your palm? Can you really feel the breath there towards your side? Is it possible to shape that whole expansion and contraction of your torso so that the accent, the emphasis is there? 
And then move up onto your lower ribs. And keep trying, experimenting. Directing your breath into your hand, into your right side. And your hand gives you feedback. Where does it go? Where does it stay still? What's the order of movement? Does it start low and move high? Start high and move low? And as you continue up your ribcage, you can go to the side of your ribcage as well. All the time directing your breath into your right side. This is a very gentle way to start to mobilize your ribs, which will mobilize your spine. You just use your breath to do it. And continue higher up your rib cage. Finding some way so you're sure not to leave out, feeling the ribs around and under your breast. So that's not an invisible spot. And then continue up so your ribs go right under your collarbone, around and under your collarbone. Don't neglect those ribs. And then leave your hand aside and just think of your whole right side. So you're thinking of your whole right side. Imagine there's like a big enough hand to give you feedback on your whole right side. And you feel the breath coming into your whole right side, expanding your whole right side, and then subsiding. And let your left side be still, but let the breath expand and subside on your right side. Your jawbone, amazing. What does that have to do with it? <laughs> That's something. Yeah. Okay, and then leave that and stretch out, rest. Then bend your left foot again, stand your left foot. And just watch your breathing, observe it. And with your left foot, 
Lift your left hip, roll everything to the right. Feel what that's like now. How easily you can do that. Well, that breathing into the right created a kind of availability for moving to the right like this. Change the distribution of the movement through your spine and chest. The next time you're tilted to the right, your pelvis is rolled to the right, you're half on your right side, stay in that position and start to move this expansion in your chest down into your belly and back up into your chest. So the seesaw movement with your breathing, you can take in half a breath. Or if you're on the advanced version, you could continue breathing however you like as you move the expansion down into your belly, up into your chest. And it's like a little gentle way of looking for all the freedom and availability for breathing, for movement, for action. Down through your belly, into your pelvis, your low back at the back, up into your chest, your ribs at the side, your sternum, under your shoulders. Just move that wave down and up. And then after you've done that a few times, you can bring your left hip back to the floor. And then a few times, just push with your left foot and roll your pelvis to the right and feel what that's like now. We're going to do the whole second lesson on the other side in case you're wondering how long we're going to spend pushing with our left foot on the floor. Great. You can sort of shift the division of labor. How much does your breath lead the movement, expanding your right side? How much does your breath allow the movement to happen and just accommodate? And now really slow the movement down so that you've got several cycles of breathing as you do the movement. So as you push with your left foot and roll your hips to the right, and the right left side of your back peels off the floor and you partly roll towards your right. Do that in several cycles of breathing so that you feel the whole way that you go and the whole way that you come back. You have the opportunity to adjust your movement or refine your movement so that your breath remains free. So you can breathe in and breathe out and you don't feel at any point in the movement like your breathing is restricted. Well, let me put it the other way. As you start doing that, notice where in the movement your breathing feels restricted by the action that you're doing. And gradually you play with that. Let that smooth out. Stop just before that place where it feels like your breath gets stuck. And kind of um, normalize your breath there. Give yourself the chance to breathe normally in that place, just shy of the challenging place. And then continue. You can even stop just shy of that challenging place and do that seesaw. Move the air down, move the air up, move the expansion down and up. 
so you find the freedom there to breathe. Okay, and leave that and stretch out your leg, take a rest. And notice, by the way, as you lie on the floor, just compare your left and right sides. This is a lot of your left side working with gravity, your right side working with breath. What's the impression that's being left for you from that? Then one more time, bend your left leg, stand your left foot. And now bend your left elbow and bring your elbow in the air and place your left palm on the floor beside your head. And notice what reactions this instruction caused in you. So bring your arm down and let's try it again. Maybe the first reactions you notice are in your head. They're the thoughts like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> what is it? Wait, what? Confused. But notice what this is physically for you. What happens in all of you? What happens in your eyes? What happens in your breathing? What happens in your heart rate? As you have this funny idea, which is your left elbow comes up in the air and your left palm plants on the floor between your left ear and your left shoulder. Or some of you, you've done this before in other settings and it's not a completely mysterious instruction, but it might be a completely mysterious instruction. So you just notice your reactions. But we're going to work with this. And notice as you do that, now if your palm doesn't come onto the floor, you bring the floor up to your palm, you can have a cushion, and then you're kind of getting somewhere towards, you know, you know how to make an approximation, right? Your fingers can go off the cushion and your palm can be on the cushion if your palm doesn't go easily flat. And then notice which direction your fingers point in. And see if you can arrange that so that your fingers are actually pointing in the direction of your feet. So your fingertips aren't pointing towards the wall over your head, but they're pointing in the direction of your feet. Yeah, that's going to be the idea. Yeah, that's going to be the idea. Yeah. And your elbow now is standing over your hand, kind of the way that your knee is standing over your foot. Right? And you can put your other hand on your elbow and move your elbow a little bit in and out, back and forth. And feel how your palm rests on the floor. Yeah, yeah. See, so then it can be almost a bit easier if you can see then your and your fingers don't have to bend all the way back. If you've got the cushion under, then you can, yeah, your palm can get to the floor without your fingers having to go. And what's still a little bit extreme for you? Yeah. And you're breathing. Are you still breathing? So what's been happening to your breathing? 
You can move your elbow left and right and up and down towards the wall over your head, towards your feet. Oops, making a racket. If you use something like this, then you actually get a something for the heel of your palm without your oh. fingers having to hold as much. Can be a sort of approximation. Just play with it. Yeah. Okay, and bring your arm down again. And coming back to your breathing, the expansion, the subsiding. And here's one of the ways that Feldenkrais helps you explore this interface between while these vegetative processes, your breathing and your heart rate, very closely related to anxiety or concern about your own safety or your own comfort. One of the ways is that we give you complete permission to do whatever you're comfortable doing during the lesson. So with this somewhat challenging, unusual position for your hand, you don't have to get it perfect, you don't have to be precise, you have a precise idea, but you only have to get as far towards the idea as you can still maintain your breathing, your comfortable heart rate. And that might mean you imagine having your hand in this position, you imagine doing that part of the movement. Or that might mean you can just plunk your hand right down there and it's not an issue for you. So choose where you want to be on that continuum and place your hand on the floor between your ear and your shoulder again. Find your own approximation where you're still breathing. Your heart's not disturbed. And now begin to push with your foot and roll everything to the right and now you also push with your hand and your hand helps your shoulder lift so as your hip lifts your shoulder lifts everything rolls to the right and then come back and play with that a few times and find you feel that real solidity you have of your knee standing over your foot can you feel your elbow standing over your hand in the same way feel how your skeleton supports you to roll to the right roll everything to the right you'll start to play with what does your head do, where does your head go. And let your face turn to the right. And the back of your head moves towards this hole, this arch underneath your elbow. Think of that idea. You might rearrange slightly where your hand is so that there'd be room for your back of your head to move towards that space underneath your elbow. And again, within where you can preserve your breathing, your heart rate, your pulse. It's an interesting movement, but it's not a very important movement. 
What's important is your breathing, your heart rate, things that keep life going while you're dealing with this slight challenge of figuring out how the back of your head could ever go under your elbow. We all know everyone in the room could hurt themselves and put the back of their head under their elbow, so we're not interested in that. That would be boring. What would be interesting would be how your back of your head could go under your elbow and you could feel perfectly at home, like your breathing isn't disturbed, your heart rate isn't bothered. (laughs) Take your pulse. You've got an iPhone app, I'm sure, that can monitor your pulse while you're doing this. Why does like resting your hand on you? It's like a sort of a amplification device. I do have an eye stethoscope on my iPhone. It's true. I've got a stethoscope app for your iPhone. Who knows where these things are going to go? <laughs> it's a seismometer. <laughs> so then you'll really know was that me or was that an earthquake? <laughs> And play with using your breath to drive the whole roll and expansion to your right. Breathe in and expand. Whole right side. your breath subside as you roll back. Great. Okay. And leave that stretch out. And feel how you're resting on the floor now. Pattern of your contact, maybe a little lopsided at this point. might be lopsided in an interesting way because eh? we've had the skeleton gravity force through your left leg. We've had all this breathing expansion on your right side. So I don't know what side's going to feel longer for you at this point. Usually we've got a prediction what side might feel longer for you. Yeah. And again, swallow. Swallow and feel what that wave down your throat, how far you follow it. Maybe it feels different on your left side and your right side of your throat. And when you're ready, roll to your side, come up to sit, come up to stand. left foot and your right foot. Take yourself for a lopsided walk. And we'll take a break before the next lesson.